Sour. The professionals of professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Welcome to another edition of Lewis Howard Live. I am Lewis Howard. Thank you for joining me for another pop tech edge culture conversation. We're all part of the same culture if you live on earth. And thank you for being part of the culture of our conversation. As always, I say my goal when doing this show and doing these programs and writing the books and doing everything that I do is to help you become a better version of yourself. We may not have ever met, but hopefully through the 500-some shows that we've done over 10 years and 100,000 people that have downloaded the show, that you would have caught one thought, one idea, one thing that would help make a difference in your life journey. Welcome to all of our first-time listeners on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple, iTunes, Blog Talk, uh, you name it. We're just out there. Every time I see a platform, I say, get us on that. And uh, I don't think there's ever too many platforms that you can be on. And uh, our message hits multiple countries, including the United States, Canada, and the UK. Today, we're going to talk about reset time. Did you know you can reset time in your life? You don't have to just keep going on and on. Sometimes you need to hit the reset button. I believe that we're in one of these times in our lives, in our journey, whether you are 10, 20, or 100, where we're having to reset. Right? Clearly, with the things that are going on in our world, we're having to reset. If nothing more, you had to reset your schedule, reset how you use your time, where you go, if you're working from the office or if you're working from home. That's a reset. That's an adjustment. We'll talk about what reset is and how it impacts your daily life and how you get from point A to point Z with reset. Whether you're in life, relationships, or business, you will reach a point where it's time to take inventory and audit of your life. Nobody can just keep going on without checking what food are you eating? How often are you working out? How much sleep do you get? How much stress do you have in your life? Those are all about taking inventory. Usually when we're referring to taking inventory, usually talking to somebody that's got a problem like an alcoholic addiction or drug addiction, and they're going through the recovery steps, and they're taking inventory of their lives. But people who are in quote-unquote uh, non-addiction situations or normal typically don't take inventory of uh, their life. One of my mentors came up with this term. He said, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's what a reset is, is checking yourself before you 
wreck yourself. Because once you wreck yourself, there's no need to take inventory. There's no need to check because you are in a wreck. Everybody's got to have accountability. Most people don't like that, right? They have a, I'm grown. Nobody tells me what to do. I do what I want to do. I am who I am. And I've heard African-Americans say this growing up. All I got to do is stay black and die. Okay. So that's a one way to look at life. And it's basically saying, I don't have people telling me what to do and I don't check myself. So guess what I'm setting myself up to do? I'm setting myself up to wreck myself. By the way, I'm mixed, so don't send me uh, emails, texts about this, okay? Just to be clear, all right? Okay, sometimes you have to look for the warning signs that it's time to take a reset. I think when this pandemic first started, uh, it was the first thing that I said, let me take a reset. Where am I? Now, that wasn't a geographical question. I knew where I was, but I wanted to know where am I relative to what's going on? Where am I relative to the political fighting that's going on? Where am I relative to the losses that are happening? Because I just come off my own life event, had to figure out where am I? Sometimes you have to stop and say, where am I? It's not a geographical question. You know the address. You know where you physically are, but do you know where you are mentally when things start hitting, when the pandemic start coming and they were putting up the COVID numbers of regular people that were dying and losing their lives and you get these numbers that are just running up. Where are you in that? Where are you? So sometimes you have to just look at the warning signs. Is it time for me to do something different with my life. If I was a partier and I was hanging in crowds and clubs and Vegas and Miami, is it time for me maybe to pull back a little bit until I see what's what? Some people did, some people didn't. They didn't change. They didn't reset. Okay. Only somebody of a foolish nature refuses to audit their own life, refuses to gain a perspective of where they are, and refuses to stop. So that's really what the show is about today. We just want to talk about how do you reset? How do you stop and take inventory of your life? And what are some effective and practical ways to do that so that I can resume my journey? So that I can get from here to there, which, you know, it's the name of my book, of course. You can go get that on Amazon, from here to there, right? Because that's what all of our lives should be about. I'm here, and I'm trying to get there. What is your there? What's your true north? Where is the place you are trying to ultimately get to, right? Are you trying to build something that will leave a legacy, or you just simply want to eat, drink, be merry, and have fun for the day. And when it's over, it's over. Okay? That's still you're there. And you're going to have to make some choices and decisions that will help you reset and increase your trajectory. That fancy word, you like that? To your success and goals. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to jump right into what is reset? How do I do it? What does it look like? How do I win with it? Stay tuned. You're listening to Lewis Howard Live. We're going to take a quick break, give a shout out to our sponsors, and we'll be right back after these messages.
Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. Hey, thank you for joining Lewis Howard Live. And before I forget, yes, Amazon came to mind as we were doing that uh, break. Our new book, Hold Your Crown, Staying Steady in Unsteady Times, will be out on the market in the next, hopefully, couple months. But we're going to start doing pre-orders this month on Amazon. We'll have the cover up and give you kind of a synopsis and summary of the book. And if you want to order it, you can do that. And much of it will be a compilation of some of the shows I've done and then also some extra insights. We'll throw a few pictures in there. Just make it a complete, not too large of a book. You know, I had a friend just did a book, and I was just so happy she did the book. But the book is 400 pages long. And uh, I am not a fan. I've never read a book that are 400 pages long, and I'm certainly not going to write books that are 400 pages long. So it'll be a quick, easy, simple read, simply uh, similar to the book Inside the Mind of Champions and my first book from here to there. So we'll put it up. We'll put it on the show and actually we'll make a little commercial for it so you can get it. And uh, you'll be able to go with our partner, Amazon, and get the book. Today, we are discussing reset. Why do I need a reset? What's a reset? Never heard about a reset. But you do need a reset. If you have any intent or have any level of success, productivity, creativity, and successful outcomes, you need a reset. You ask any champion... Ask anybody that's done anything worth talking about, and they will tell you at some point along the journey, they had to do a reset. Maybe they had one way that they saw their journey going, and they ran into a mentor or a beneficiary, somebody that was going to support them, and they had to reset. Maybe it was a style of music that they I've studied music over the years, and I know many times when a performing artist uh, joins up with a record company, a lot of times they will reset the style of their music. They'll reset how their music is delivered. If it was slower, they may say, make it a dance song. Or if it was a dance song, they may say, slow it down and make it a love ballad. Right? That's a reset. That's a change. So many of us are doing resets all the time, but you haven't labeled it at yours. You'll say things like, I got to do what I got to do, making a change, making a turn, making a switch, flipping the script. That's all about resetting, just calling it a different name. What is reset? Well, a reset is to reset something, to set, to adjust, or fix in a new and different way. I spent a lot of time studying reset, so I know what I'm talking about here, right? It's resetting, such as your priorities, Right. If you break a bone and I've broken bones before um, and uh, had to go to the doctor. And so he looked at my hand where I'd broken the bone and the bone, the finger is laying sideways. It's out of place. And so after he examines it, he tells me, all right, we're going to have to reset your bone. OK, which means we're going to have to move the finger 
and put it back into a place where it can reattach itself to the ligament. And then we're going to have to put a cast on it and, you know, hold it up. And by the way, it's going to be painful. Okay. I was with him up until that point till he said painful. He says it's going to be painful when we do the reset because we're moving this bone and you're going to feel it through the ligament and the nerves that have gotten damaged. And OMG, when he moved that finger, I screamed to holy, right? Because it was painful. So the first lesson, the first principle here is resets can be painful, okay? They can hurt. They're not always just flipping the script and changing the dial or switching, you know, plans. Sometimes resets can be painful. And that's why a lot of people would rather have a bent and broken finger than have the doctor take you through the pain of resetting it and putting it back on place. Some people would rather have a broken life than to stop and make the changes necessary to get back on track. They'll try to change everybody around them before they change themselves. They're the ones with the broken finger. They're the ones with the bent life, but they want to change everything around them because they don't want to go through the pain of resetting. It's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. It hurts. There's not enough medication that you can get to uh, short circuit that pain. You're going to have to, sometimes you've got to deal with it. And sometimes you got to play with that pain or deal with that pain. Changing of the mind and changing of thoughts and life is just uncomfortable. Because from a kid, we learn to think and act a certain way, to do a certain things. I write a certain way. I didn't learn that as an adult. I learned that as a child in the third grade. And I've been writing similar to that since I was in third grade. Now, if you come along and say, all right, change your handwriting, change your signature right now. I'm probably going to resist that. Why? Because I'm comfortable signing my name the way I have always signed my name. Okay. There are certain things that you do. There's certain way you handle people in your life. There's certain way you handle men. There's certain way you handle women. There's certain way you handle children. There's certain way you handle things because you were taught that way from a very young age. And when you get challenged on it, it's painful to all of a sudden have a reset and say, whoa, I need to change how I am. I have a saying, right? If I hear people say, every time I'm in this relationship and that relationship and this deal and that deal, it's a problem and this is a problem and that's a problem. And usually I'm patiently listening and then I will say something like, well, everywhere you go, there you are. What is the common denominator between all of these problems? It's you, because you're the one thing that is the constant. You may need to be the one who makes the change and makes the reset. That's not easy. And again, people avoid that, right? They would rather have the broken limb, the broken finger, the broken life, instead of stopping, taking inventory, and say, man, it's going to be painful to let this person go, to let this thing go, but I'm willing to let it go because I need to get my life back 
straight. When I was listening to one of my mentors recently talk about, he says, if you don't change, if you don't get your life transformed, if you don't get your mind renewed, then you're bent, right? Like the frame of a car, right? That if the car doesn't go in repair and get that frame straightened, then that vehicle remains bent if it's been in an accident. If your life has been disrupted and damaged in any way, you're bent and you need to get that straight, right? And you may feel fine, you may look fine, but inside you got a bent, right? My finger probably would have healed itself and maybe looked fine, but it wouldn't have been right because not only did it have to be put back in place, then I had to also get the therapy to help get it. So resets can be painful. Um, people avoid painful discussions with one another on issues that affect relationships. Uh, I know a couple people going through some things and and they're just avoiding the the uncomfortable conversations that need to be had. Why? Because they're painful. They're going to be hurt feelings. They're going to be issues. They're going to be things coming out the closet, things said, grenades thrown. But what's your option? You just go and avoid the pain or you medicate the pain with other devices to avoid dealing with what's really happening. One of the things that I'm seeing right now with people in the pandemic is I'm seeing people that are refusing to take a reset. They're refusing to change your life. They're refusing to slow down. They're refusing to stay at home. They're refusing to wear a mask. Okay. They're refusing to do anything cooperative with the situation that's at hand because they don't want to change. They want the restaurant to change. Let me come in without my mask. The restaurant says, no, then screw you. I'll go eat at another restaurant. They go to the next restaurant, and the restaurant says the same thing. After a while, the message has to sink in. You need to reset. Go ahead, put on the mask that none of us like. I hate them, to be honest. No offense if I got members of the CDC listening. I don't care, but I just hate them. But I wear them, right? It's painful. It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. But it is our culture at the moment. It is what's going on. So... Sometimes you have to change. The other area sometimes, let's say if uh, you get married, you've been single and you've been running around, you've been having fun, and suddenly now you're married. Okay, well, you got to reset. You can't come into married life with a single person's mindset. You got to change that. I know a few people that have gotten married and still act like they're single. They're still going to the same places that they went before, they're still hanging out with the same people that they hung out before, and they're still doing some of the things that they were doing before they got married. They didn't reset. They didn't want to make that change. Okay, their, their, their situation has changed, but they have not changed. Okay. All right, point number two, principle number two on resets. Resets are messy. Okay? Sometimes reset ain't just about putting the bone back in a clean break. Sometimes it's messy. Sometimes it requires surgery. Sometimes it requires more help than you realize. One of the things I love watching is I'm a food guy. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm a food guy. So I love watching chefs cook and watching food shows. Um, as, as many of you know, I loved watching Tony 
Anthony Bourdain when he was alive and doing the travel show. And, and I've become somewhat of a cook myself. And one of the things that I realized that when you make food and you're cooking, at some point, the kitchen gets messy. Right? At some point, you got pots and pans and spoons and forks and knives and bowls sitting all over because you've been prepping and cooking and preparing stuff. And what I noticed about chefs and what I learned to do myself is to say, hey, time to reset. A friend of mine who's a caterer, local caterer here in the Seattle area, taught me that. They would be going along and then he would say, okay, we're going to finish this dish and then we're going to reset. What was he saying? We got to clean up the kitchen. Okay. We got to stop and we got to take the, the kitchen back to its original state so we can continue to prepare the meal. We got to put the thing back in order in order to finish what we started. Right. Have you ever tried to make a meal in a dirty kitchen? kitchen's just nasty and you're trying to cook and you're trying to work around stuff and stuff dirty and the utensil that you need for this meal is in the sink and it's just out of order, right? And it's just frustrating. Oh, I should have cleaned that or I'm trying to clean it as I go. Just doesn't work. It's not as efficient as if I walk into a clean kitchen and it is ready to make the meal. So sometimes life gets messy and what if your guest came in and saw you cooking in a dirty kitchen? Okay. You got a nasty kitchen, messed up kitchen, and you walk in and you're cooking their food. How much confidence do you think that that guest would have eating that food coming out of that dirty kitchen? Okay. Anybody in their right mind is going to question that. Like, uh, you might want to clean up the kitchen or straighten the thing up, right? Well, what about your life? If somebody comes into your life and they see it's a mess, they see you are toe up from the flow up and you need a check up from the neck up and you in trouble. Okay. They see it. No matter how you try to put, I don't care. There ain't enough makeup in the world. Okay. To hide a mess. You can try. You can put on the tightest dress and the most makeup and you can weave yourself to death. But there's a point where you see it. You can have enough muscles coming out your gums. Okay, but people can still see the mess. It takes me about five minutes talking to somebody and I can hear the mess. I can hear the mess. And usually it starts with, how's your day? Right? Fine. Fine. I'm doing fine. Really? Doesn't sound like you're doing fine. Because if you're doing fine, your face doesn't know it. Okay? So you're trying to use words to me that's not lining up emotionally. So right there, you I'm telling you, I'm knowing you're not connected. Okay. So there are just certain things where you look at somebody's life and you say, it's a mess and you need to stop and take some inventory and get yourself together. You're wrecking yourself. You're wrecking yourself. Okay. And good people will tell you that bad people will let you wreck yourself. If somebody's around you and you know you're off, but they won't tell you that you're off, they're not a good friend. They're not good friends because good people won't let you drive over a cliff. There was a time in my life where I was pushing, you know, 10, so to speak, right? Airplane style. I'm trying to get over, but I'm, I'm wrecking myself. And I had a lot of friends, so-called friends, but none of them would tell me that because they didn't want me to cut them off, right? Because, you know, with some benefits of running around with me, they didn't want me to cut them off, so they didn't tell me the truth. I had two friends say, hey, you're wrecking yourself. Two, Okay. 
out of probably 20 people said, hey, you're wrecking yourself. Okay, I can smell that you are still left over from last night. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Okay, I got to check myself, okay? All right, I need, to, I need to clean up the mess here. I got a mess. And the reality is I had a mess going on. But I'm so thankful to those two people who are willing to tell me that I had a mess. Right. My last example of a mess is, uh, let's say you go into somebody's uh, office, right? And uh, or let me let me make this point about messiness. A mess affects your message. Okay, if you got a mess going on, it affects your message. Okay, if you are in the middle of a domestic fight, divorce, it affects your message on marriage. Okay. If you're in a financial meltdown, that affects your message. Okay. A messy kitchen affects the cook's message. Even if he's a Michelin four-star chef, if he's cooking out of a messy kitchen and you become aware of that, that's going to affect his message. Sometimes the reason why you can't get through to people that you are trying to get through is because you got a mess going on and they they see your mess more than they hear your message. Okay? All right, let me say it again. They will see your mess more than they hear your message. Okay? Because when you start trying to give people advice, counsel, the first thing that they do is they look at you. How's your life? Okay? Is your life clean? Is your life a mess? Do you have integrity? Do you do the right thing? Well, if they find any chink in your armor, they are not listening to your message. It's the problem with some of the people that stand behind a pulpit, okay? And they they put themselves in a certain office and they call themselves Reverend Doctor, Pastor, or you know, prop, whatever they call themselves. But if their life does not line up with the message that they are delivering, then people don't hear the message at all. They're wasting their time. Politicians. Okay? They stand up in the blue and red, the red tie and the blue suit, and they're talking. But you know this is the same person that's been accused of tax fraud, bribery, cheating on things. How do I take that person's message? Because their life is a mess, right? And we should not be a culture that says it's okay if the person's life is a mess if they're a member of the right party. That shouldn't be okay. That should not be okay. It's okay if, if her life is a mess as long as she's pretty. Okay? It's okay if his life is a mess as long as he's 6'3", tall, dark, and handsome. That's not okay. That's not okay because eventually that mess is coming to your door. It's coming to your door. It's all fun and games till it shows up in your life. Okay? And that's what happens when people have a message. It's a mess. It affects your message, and it will impact your life. So sometimes when you let people go too far and you don't call them out on their stuff, you, you open the door for it to affect your life. All right. So just remember, number one, resets can be painful. Number two, resets can sometimes be messy. All right. We'll cover a couple more. We're going to go to break right quick and we're going to talk about the last two points that I think are important to getting reset. You know, this is not the funnest topic but it is one of the most necessary topics that is the chain, the link to you continuing on to your journey. Stay with us. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Lewis Howard. We're talking about Reset. We're coming right back to wrap up after these messages. 
The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS or go to millionaireclub.org. Thank you for joining the conversation. This is Lewis Howard and you've joined Lewis Howard Live. We're talking reset, resetting your life. Hopefully giving you a couple of examples that make sense. I try to be pragmatic. I don't try to be all sophisticated and theoretical and thesis-like when I'm doing the shows. I want to be so simple that a fourth grader listening can get it. And then as an adult, you can multiply it. So we're talking about the value of resetting your life. And sometimes it's messy and sometimes it's painful and people avoid messes or they live in mess or they uh, avoid the pain of change. No pain, no gain. Okay. All right. So the other part in uh, taking on resetting is sometimes it requires help. Um, I don't think that you can just reset your life all the time by yourself. You know, I grew up as an only child and I didn't have brothers and sisters, you know, around. I didn't have the, the, the big brother or the big sister to kind of come to my aid at different times. And so I was left to my own devices. Um, you know, my mom was a single mom, so she hung out a lot. My dad was not around. And so I had to learn how to fend for myself. And I had to learn how to get myself out of my own problems because there was nobody coming to my rescue. And so that's not the best model to have. If you got family and people that can help you, then that's probably the best model to have. I think where I am, I'm glad that I came through it, but had I had to do it over again, I think having you know uh, siblings or closer relatives that could help uh, get me out of the ditch would have been far better. Um, I've had probably seven or eight you know resets in life, and they've all been messy and they've all been painful. And I couldn't have done it by myself. And one of the things that I've learned is that people are in your life for two reasons. Sometimes people are in your life for the fun and other people are in for the fight. Okay. You usually have those two type people. They like it because we can have fun. We can go out. We can go to a club. We can go on the boat. We can do these different things. And it's just a blast. And they're great fun people. But when the fight starts, okay, when it's time to take on a battle or fight, these people are not geared for it. People that are in your life for fun are not geared for the fight. People that are at your house for the party are not there to clean, right? So usually when it's time to clean or it's time to fight, you're going to lose a lot of your friends because they're going to go. They're not going to stay for the duration of that. And I learned that when I was going through the resets is most people, they fled, they left, right? As long as, as soon as the champagne and the money and, 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 the, and the limos and the suites and all the things, the benefits and, you know, the VIP thing were gone, so were they. Because they were only there for 
the fun. They weren't there for the fight. So they can't help me reset because they're, they're just not qualified for that or set up for that or willing. So you need people in your life that are fit for a fight, right? I like my fun people, but I love and honor my fight people, people that are in my elevator with me, the people that call and check on me for no reason, the people that will tell me like it is. They won't blow smoke up my, you know what? They will tell me like it is. Those people I honor because they are in your life for the fight and they will help you become part of the reset. I've got, you know, six or seven people in my life. They are just fighters. Whenever I'm in a fight, I'm going right to them because I know that they're going to give me the counsel, the insight, the support, the help, uh, than other people. I think one of the, I think women have this much better than men. I think men tend to have more fake relationships. I think men tend to have more bros. Okay. But typically your bro is not there when you are in a fight. Women seem to have it better because they got two or three girlfriends that are ride or die, right? They'll be there until the end. And so I think women have a little more of advantage in this. I think guys have to work at getting fight people in your life. I think we can have a lot of fun people in our life because we'll write the check, right? But women have a natural connection with one another and they will help them through the roughest and toughest of moments. And those are people you really need because they'll help you clean up the mess. They'll help you reset your life. They'll help you through the divorce, through the breakup, through the job loss, through whatever you're going through. And they'll be there to help you get to the next episode, to the next chapter of your life. There's no such thing as a self-made person. At some point, someplace in their life, they had help. Whether it was word help, money help, uh, opportunity help, they had help. No man is an island, okay? Lone Ranger looks fun, but that's not reality. You have to have help if you want to successfully reset. No chef cleans up a kitchen by himself. He's got three or four other people helping washing dishes in your restaurant. You got a person that is on prep. You got a person that's washing dishes. You got line cook. You got pastry chefs. You got different people that are helping make the meals come out of that kitchen the way that they should be. No one chef can do that. No one person can get their life from the bottom to the top. You need somebody, if you're in the ditch, you can't get yourself out of the ditch. You need the help of somebody to get you up out of the ditch. I need somebody with a tow truck to get me out of the ditch. I can't pull myself out. And yet this is the way some people want to live their life. They want to say, I got myself in this thing and I got myself out of it. Yeah, but your frame is still bent. Your hand is still dislocated, right? You're angry. You're bitter. You're... You messed up, right? Because you got yourself out and you didn't ask for help. It's one of the hardest things I had to learn in life to ask for help. I just didn't want to ask for help. I needed help, but I just, man, it just was hard for me to ask for help. But I learned that if I didn't ask for help, I was sentencing myself to stay in the ditch longer, okay? And when I finally learned to raise my hand and ask for help, I learned I got out of the ditch quicker, okay? 
Now, people are not always kind about how they help you, even your fight people. Sometimes they could be critical. Sometimes they could be judgmental, right? But you know what? Let's see. I'd rather take the critical judgmental help than stay in the ditch by myself. Okay? That's just my thinking. You may feel different. But anyway, the last point is that you just, you need the help, right? And that would be my last point as we wrap up today is reset requires getting over your ego and your pride, right? Pride and ego goes before the fall or destruction. People's pride, right? They just don't want to admit that they messed up or they are in a bad place or they're human, right? Because if you make a mistake and you mess up, all it's saying is you're human. If you start something and it fails, that's just a human nature. Thomas and Edison failed 999 times at creating the light bulb. But on the thousandth time, he got it. So failure is not uh, necessary. Uh, a bad thing, failure can lead to success. And raising your hand is not an admittance of failure. It's just admitting that, hey, I need help. I can't do this, right? For me to navigate to what I just navigate, as I've shared on some of the other shows, paying off, you know, millions of dollars in debt, uh, I needed help. I, I had to have help. I had to have people that, first of all, wasn't in the financial ditch that I was in, so they could look at the situation objectively. Secondly, they had particular skill sets that would be beneficial to help getting me out of the situation. But had I not raised my hand, had I thought I could do it on my own, I'd probably be still in there. So to some of you out there that just you, you just you dig your heels in and you don't want the help. And there's somebody in your life that's been trying to help you, trying to, to get through the gates to help assist you, right? Take the help. I want to encourage you to take the help. If you're listening and you're in the ditch of life or you're in the challenge of life, take the help. Take the help. You know, there's a recent stories I wrap up of a woman that it was national news where her kids couldn't go to school and they were sitting in front of a Taco Bell using the Wi-Fi. Just recently, live story. And there was a some sort of domestic situation going on with the mom and she was about to lose her two little girls and people came to help her and she refused the help several times they offered help and she refused how do you refuse help when you're about to lose your two kids pride ego okay it took them six or seven times to finally convince her to take the help. And when she did, they got her in a better situation, reunited her with the kids, and they got to the next episode. Okay? What if she hadn't taken the help? Right? What if she had continued to say no and the people stopped asking? She would have lost her kids. Okay? So saying no has a price. Ego and pride has a price. Don't let the price be keeping you from getting to the next episode. Reset your life. It can be messy. It can be painful. It can take some time. You might have to raise your hand and ask for help, right? But you know what? It can also 
raise the level of your consciousness, your thinking, your success, and get you to that higher trajectory or whatever else you want to do. Creativity, production, money, finance, whatever it is that you're trying to get to, resetting your life when you need to reset is the key to success. Thank you for joining the show today. We appreciate you from stopping in, listening, wherever you found us, Stitcher, uh, iCloud, SoundCloud, FM player. We thank you for being part of the conversation. Hey, sharing is caring. So tell a friend, share the show, send it to them, let them see, tell them you might be interested in this and give them a opportunity to gain a thought and idea that can help them become the best version of yourself. Think of this. Each one of you that have listened to the show can help one person. We have changed our world. Thank you. We're always available 24-7 on download. Remember the books that are on Amazon from here to there. And of course, Inside the Mind of Champions. We'll see you again on another edition of Lewis Howard Live.